Hello and welcome to Shield Bash. I am Britt, your GM, and to my right. Hey, wait a minute. It's just Jason. What's going on? What'd you do with everybody else? I killed them. <laughs> I didn't like their characters, so I <laughs> killed them so we can get new players. <laughs> new players or new characters? A little from column A, a little from <laughs> column B. What's really going to be bad is when the family finds out I killed Pete right because, before Christmas. Because he's family. <laughs> yeah. I think my Christmas gifts may get returned. <laughs> no Christmas cheese. Oh, no. Well, no, Christmas cheese comes from my family. Oh, okay. Not from the, the in-laws. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to give up the Christmas cheese. <laughs> uh, details on that later, folks. Just kidding. It's just Jason and I goofing off today. We kind of wanted to do a spotlight on Tamara Westcrown. We're going to pierce the psyche that is her brain. And hopefully get a few details on what makes her tick. And the way we're going to go about it is by using a particular website, which we've Jason has introduced us all to, uh, that we find really, really helpful in developing your character. There are a hundred questions on this thing. It's www.miniworld. That's M-I-N-I world.com. What we're going to do is we're going to roll a D100. We're going to read the question. We're going to answer the question. First, though, tell me this, Jason. Purple. No, no. Not fire truck either. Tam Westcrown. Westcrown's a big name, isn't it? Yeah. Where is that a big name at? West Crown is the former capital of Cheliax, and the way I run it in my mind, Cheliax was once a very expansive empire, great many nobles. There was probably once a family that took its name from there, okay. and they ended up migrating around and things like that. A small branch of the family ended up in Taldor. The name stayed, even though the claims to everything to do with Cheliax basically faded into ancestry. Uh-huh. And she is a member of a minor branch of that minor house. Ah, so she's no Thrun, but... Oh, not even close, no. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, no, she, like, this would this would have all happened well before the Chalaxian Civil War and things like that. Okay, so now, if I remember correctly, the uh, Chalaxians... Chalaxii? I don't know. Chalaxians. <laughs> they're, they're more or less akin to the Roman Empire kind of idea, is that right? I don't really know the analogy. I've heard a lot of people say that actually Taldor is supposed to be the anal- um, ana- analogous with uh, yeah. the Romans. Yeah, I know what you um, mean. Because of the like armies of expansion and things like that that they used. Okay. Cheliax, I'm not 100% sure what they would be akin to. Yeah, somebody. Maybe they, they're very European in appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there there was a big civil war. They're heavily dedicated to a specific evil deity, mm-hmm. which makes them interesting all by that by, all by itself. But yeah, so I mean, they may just be an original creation that is, as you said, interesting in and of itself, rather than some sort of uh, parody uh, of uh, our world. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, are you ready, sir? I am ready. I've been thinking about this all week. Oh yeah. We're going to roll that D-100. Don't use those enough anymore. Nope. Also, as a surprise at the end, I have questions for you. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm. <laughs> the die has been cast, and we are in. I'll, I'll break it down for you even a little bit more, because this whole thing's broken down bit by bit. This section is part six. It's called Likes and Dislikes. 
<laughs> what would you do, Tam, if you had insomnia and had to find something to do to amuse yourself? What? <laughs> In-depth question. Yeah. I'm trying to think what her general hobbies would be that would be the sort of... Because in my mind, I'm imagining like she can't sleep when she's out campaigning. Like, what would she be doing then? And that makes it a little more difficult. Because I imagine she's got a lot of hobbies that are very physical. Mm-hmm. You know, horseback riding. She's She does have a bit of a I mean, physique as a, compared to a figure, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Definitely uh, a tomboy kind of girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like to the point where she got made fun of a lot in school because of it, mm-hmm. or when she was younger anyway. But she shied away from a lot of stuff. She knows how to play the harp. Not great, but she can do it. Mm-hmm. I would say probably read. Read? Yeah. Yeah, that's quiet activity most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and she's got a great... Like, she's she has a... Um, it hasn't really come up because of... Ronan's um, knowledge sub you know, like memory subdomain thing and having a bard, right? But she is well trained in history. I and bet. Uncle, her uncle Carson really focused on her that you got to learn about these ancient cultures to know what dangers you might have or what's valuable and what's not and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so that history uh, covers a lot of a lot of different skills in some ways, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well. I think it makes sense. You sure. know, I the other day when we were fighting the shocker lizards and Mark asked uh, if I was flat-footed and I had to remind him that I'm a rogue. <laughs> and to me, that was actually kind of a good thing because it told me, like, they they don't think of me as a rogue. Right. Whereas Mark is playing the more stereotypical thief. Right. To me, Tam is much more Indiana Jones. Now, tell me tell me this. She, she is an unchained rogue, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember, but I thought so. I bet our listeners have been wondering for a while, too. Uh, well, yeah, for <laughs> just the sake of balance, I would not play core unless... I don't have anything against core rogues, but given the option, I would play the more balanced and uh, survivable <laughs> unchained rogue. As I like to say, way more gooder. Yes. <laughs> I like to say that because I know it pisses people off. So, yeah, insomnia, you'd probably read. Probably history. Yes. Nice. Do you got time for another one? Uh, another question? No, I think we should probably cut it here. <laughs> and... All right. Let's... Come on now. All right. Here we go. Oh, shit. Next section. Self-images and etc. Oh, jeez. This will be great. Describe the routine of a normal day for you. How do you feel about this routine? How, how do you feel if this routine is disrupted? So I'm going to guess this question is more of before she landed on the island. Certainly. Yeah. I, in my mind, you know, normal wake up time, a little bit after dawn, probably some level of stretching or calisthenics. And then I I can also, I imagine her running. Like she'd probably be a runner. Mm-hmm. That'd be her major exercise. She's got a pretty dang good constitution. Got to keep it that way. Yeah. And um, then breakfast. And then just whatever the hell she feels like, mm-hmm. you know, she never, uh, she never really got too much into, she never really got too much into like martial training. You know, she knows how to use the weapons she has, but she's definitely not a quote unquote fighter, mm-hmm. but probably just pursuing whatever is interested her at the moment, probably more reading. Okay. Um, 
she she didn't hold a job or anything like that. And uh, oh yeah, before she left, because I'm I'm imagining after she left Taldor. Before she left Taldor, she was an accountant at a school. Um, she went to this school for fighting for combat of all sorts. Uh-huh. And when she graduated, she couldn't really figure out what she wanted to do because she was still relatively young. So she got a job there as an accountant because she's very smart, statistically. And then not long after that, she got married. And that lasted a relatively short time and did not end well, as Mm. listeners have previously heard. But we will expound upon more later. All right. So, yeah, she uh, received what fighter training she does have at this academy, right? Yes. Okay. And they, they taught everything from, you know, cavalry to archery to... How to just straight up win. And nice. those were the classes that I think she took as to reflect, like, you don't have to win honorably. Mm-hmm. And when you're out on the field, you just have to win. And to me, that's why she does, like, sneak attack damage, because they didn't teach her, like, yes, keep your sword up at this angle. And then when you touch them on the chest, they lose. It's more like, okay, this is where the kidney is. And if you get your sword in right, then you're going to kill them. Or this is, like, if you can slide your sword between these ribs, you get right to the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The jugular... <laughs> is, may not kill them instantly, but they're pretty much guaranteed to be dead within a minute. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Big bleed damage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So well, how does she feel if that uh, her her normal routine is disrupted? Is she going to bend out of shape? Or? At this point in her life, there's not a lot that's really going to bend her out of shape because she's been through a lot of disappointment. So something as simple as she doesn't get breakfast or she doesn't get to go for her morning run she would just you know take it in and move on because she has had to deal with way bigger issues than that mm-hmm. yeah that marriage thing must have got her huh yeah it um you know tore her down and put her down to her basis level but then she found some pretty sturdy stuff down there at the base nice so was able to build back up nice should we should we do it again yep All i don't right. want to i don't want to talk too much about the marriage thing because no, no, we, we got, got a thing for that. For that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. got it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, good. Something a little bit out of the 80 range. You uh, entered the Tamra Zone. <laughs> yeah. We rolled the 20. No modifier. Um, <laughs> while growing up, did you have any role models? If so, describe them. Oh, geez, we already know this. Yeah, Uncle Carson. Yep. She's talked. I've thought a lot more about Uncle Carson (laughs) than other people have. And Carson West is a completely fictional in world character that I created in Glorian. You won't find him anywhere in any of the books or anything like that. But he is based almost entirely on uh, Noah Wiley's character in the Librarian movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're familiar with those, I enjoy the Librarians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish I could have seen the TV show, but. Oh, that's all I've seen. I, I don't know if I've seen the movies. Oh, yeah, there's nice. like three of them. Um, they've got um, uh, Bob Newhart. Yeah, well, I've seen Bob. Maybe I have seen the movies, just didn't realize they were, you know, separate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were made for TV movies, so oh, yeah. that may be what it is. But anyway, and, you know, he was a famous explorer. Again, you know, Indiana Jones type character, and mm-hmm. she aspired to be like him. Nice. Picture him, picture her sitting at his feet listening to stories all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I picture him as fair, having a, like, um, you know, the sort of house you'd see when 
uh, Britain was still like colonizing India. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big dark panel, wood paneled house with like all these hunting trophies and artifacts everywhere and all this other stuff and big plush chairs and very chip chip cheerio and <laughs> go- golden country and all that stuff. And well, So this is his place. This isn't yes. your family. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And, you know, it's basically more like a museum than it is a house because he's there like two months a year. Right. It's more of a, uh, a retreat. Uh, when he when he when he is home, this is where we're at. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. And when he was home, she was pretty much always there to, like I said, listen to stories, see his new stuff, right? Poke around at all the stuff he still had. He's no longer with us. So tell me, was this uh, somewhat relative to where you lived? I mean, at least in yeah. the same province. Yeah. Um, he lived in Opara. Okay. He was a West Crown, mm-hmm. but the publishers thought West Crown was too long of a name. Ah. So, he famously became known as Carson West. Ah. Easier to say, easier to remember. Easier to print, too. Yes. Yeah. So, he's got some uh, chronicles of sorts? He has ended up in the Pathfinder Chronicles. Yep. Wow. Somewhat important fella. Yes. So, aspirations begin young. Yes. (laughs) All right. I think we thoroughly, thoroughly answered that one. Here goes. Oh, 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 98. Well, that's high up there. Yeah. It's not like me, is it? No, it's going to be something really deep, like, <laughs> what's your middle name? <laughs> uh, this section is called Self-Images, etc., uh, which we, we hit that on 84. But uh, now the question is, what three words best describe your personality apparently you know i like i said i thought about this stuff a lot in the past week but apparently all the wrong things because i do not have an answer for that all right sorry i was trying to swallow but i had to laugh (laughs) three words you know i'm while i think about this i'm gonna ask you what three words would you use to describe tam that's a tricky one i gotta say um first i'll try i try and do it well i'll um try and take three different aspects of Tam, okay. if I may. Yeah. Uh, appearance, and uh, then mentality. I'll try and find a word for that. And then uh, abilities, more or less, physical or otherwise. Yeah. All right. So appearance, I'd say brawny. I don't know if that's fair, but just based on what you've told me, that's what I picture. All right. So, uh, I mean, for a girl, you know. <laughs> Yeah, for a lady. <laughs> Whatever. You tried to be a guy, you know, for how many episodes? Six, Six? <laughs> I think, yeah. Not be a guy, just look like one. So is it that wasn't fa- very difficult for her. Is that fair enough, I guess? Then? I view her more as broad. Okay. Like, that's the word I, I use for her. Because, <laughs> and not, not in the derogatory right. term, but, like, physically, she's, you know, broad-shouldered. Sure, sure. You know, things like that. Okay. So then I said, uh, what, what, what was I going to try to describe the second? I forgot already. Personality. Personality. <laughs> I would say, uh, that's a nice job turning the tables on me like that. <laughs> gives me time to think. <laughs> I'd say with, uh, with Tam, personality-wise, she's kind of abrupt, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's very utilitarian-oriented, in, in my experience. If she uh, has a use for you, great. Come on along. But if she doesn't, hey, see ya. You know, so that's why I say that. And then 
abilities, I'm going to say surprising. Just because you roll well. <laughs> <laughs> like half the time. That's, that's a lot more often than I do. <laughs> Your turn. All right. Well, I think my words are going to be stubborn. Mm -hmm. Blunt. I said abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Uh -huh. And I'm trying to think of the other word because it's it's right there, but it won't really come out. But it has to do with how she, like, probably rejected. It's been a lot of her life. How about jaded? That's a good one. Oh, I can relate to that myself personally. Yeah. 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 Jaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very good because, like, she was raised with this concept of, like, if you do these things, this is what you'll get out of it. And she did those things, even though she really didn't want to. Uh-huh. And she got none of that. So. Dejected. Yeah. Yeah. So I think jaded is a very good term. Right? That's fair enough. Nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Oh, sorry. Going into Pezcock there for a second. One more? Lots more. Okay, great. I didn't know how much, what your calendar was like for today. I'm good. But I didn't know about you. You got a tighter schedule than I got. Uh, no, we, I got to be home by four to cook dinner. That's about it. Oh, all right, rock and roll. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Well, this one's going to put us in the same section. I just rolled a hundred. Ooh. If you could, what advice would you, the player, give to your character? This is a multi-parter. You might even want to, uh, this is in parentheses, speak as if he or she were sitting right there in front of you and use the proper tone so he or she might heed your advice. So imagine Jason is talking to Tam is what it's saying, basically. Well, presuming I know everything about what's happened to her. You can metagame, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, no, this is going to reveal my cheesy side, but I would tell her not to give up on love because she kind of has and... That sucks, because she's gone through some real shit, but I would just tell her not to give up on love. And I would be very blunt about it, because she doesn't really have time for long-winded eloquence and shit like that. She probably doesn't respond to it well, either. No, she tends to shut down and stop really listening. Mm -hmm. Very practical, this girl. Yeah, well, she's, um, like <laughs> I said, she's jaded. She, you know, like you said, if she doesn't have use for it... Done. Yeah, so that's just where her life has put her, mm -hmm. so she's... uh. You know, if you're, you're going to waste time instead of just coming out and saying shit, she's just going to kind of drift away and think about what she feels are more important things. Right. So, I think that's good advice. Yeah, I'll go with that. Not that I have a love interest lined up for her or anything, but, you know, hey. Well, that's good because, <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, I think there may be something with Meta. There may be something with Artemis. <laughs> there may be something with Jask. <laughs> You just never know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm keeping the options open. <laughs> it's good to have options. Yeah. It's good to be the king. Uh, queen. Interesting. So the dice have told us to go to question number nine. This is under the basics. Does Tam have any allergies, diseases, or other physical weakness? She really likes candy. Sweet tooth? Yeah, that's about as close as I think we're going to get as far as physical stuff goes. I, you know, I tried to go for the, the mental stuff more than the, uh -huh. like, giving her flaws mentally more than giving her sure. flaws physically. Sure. And that's self-evident with all this discussion so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, with the sort of character I wanted to play, you know, she had a low constitution or 
a limp or something like that, it really wouldn't fit yeah. the character I wanted. Yeah, it so. doesn't necessarily jive, yeah. Yeah. So so no real physical, uh, what's the best word? Maladies? Yeah, maladies is good. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, about all I can come up with, too. No. Yeah, I mean, she's not superhuman by any means. She broke her arm once as a kid. She's, you know, been sick. Right, right. But. Oh, you have down that she broke her arm as a kid? Yeah. Wow, I'm doing good if I can come up with a f- which hand they're dominant with on most of my characters. <laughs> no, it, it's all in the stuff I sent you, the journal entries that I've been working on. Which listeners you will hear it, you will get to read at some point. Oh, are you going to read them, or are we going to script them, or both? I, I figured we'd. Uh, oh, the journal entries. You yeah. said, yeah, you were going to, you were going to post gonna, those up. Yeah, you were going to post those, but yeah, the scenes. We're going to do those, right? Yes. When you're when you're ready, right? Yes. No physical maladies. So next. Ooh, 43. I think that might put us in a new section here. Uh, beliefs and opinions. I guess I was right. What are Tam's political views? Boy, this is a big, bad, ugly bag. Well, she was raised, born and raised in Taldor. She is a member of the nobility. I would say she probably doesn't have a great many political views of her own Mm -hmm. just because her issues in life have never haven't really stemmed from politics so at the same time man i don't really know what her political views are they're probably pretty fluid you know could probably be content with pretty much any type of sustaining government whether it's a republic or an empire or dictatorship of some sort yeah yeah i mean she's inherently a good person so she wouldn't be happy with like oppressive governments mm-hmm. or things like um you know constant revolutions like galt right i mean she'd probably lean more towards an imperial thing because that's the culture she grew up in and taldor is very proud of its own history and its own culture mm-hmm. like they view them as taldor views itself as like the epitome of what human culture should be so not having really thought about it, I would default to that. Okay, wait a minute. I want to address something right here because earlier we said the name West Crown came from Cheliax. Yes. And now, you know, and, and in other questions earlier, you were saying Taldor. Yes. Okay. I'm, am I mistaken? But those are two different countries, right? Yes. Okay. But the part of her family moved to Taldor. Okay, that's the part I wanted to know. And yes. how far back was that is what I want to know. I mean, probably, generations? Or? Oh, yeah. We're talking like probably four or five hundred years. Oh, okay. Wow. Like when Aerodin was still alive. Oh, yeah. Going back a little bit. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, more or less an imperial view was the answer to that question, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Cool. Ready for the next one. Always. All right. I think that's going to put us in the same section. I didn't want the camera. And you and those stupid Samsung phones. Who the hell? What idiot sold you that? I don't know, but by God, I wish they would have had the phone I wanted when I was there. (laughs) Didn't exist then. (laughs) Two weeks later. It was a good solid month and a half. (laughs) Oh, you don't miss that business at all, do you, Jason? No, I don't. Okay, this is 48. What do you believe makes a successful life? Ooh, 
Her her equation for that's got to be a little bit different than everybody else's. Yeah, because she was raised with the successful life, meaning a self-sustaining job, a family, you know, spouse, kids, contributing to the society, the respect of your peers, but all that kind of flushed down the toilet. And right now she really only cares about her own happiness and the happiness of those she cares about mm-hmm. and their general well-being. Not to the, you know, harm of others. She's not cruel. Right. But she is more concerned about, is the direction my life taking going to make me happy? Interesting. So not too dissimilar from Jason himself. <laughs> I do res- I, I do care about the respect of my peers. <laughs> I'm just teasing but, you. <laughs> no, I mean, you are correct. You know, every character is a bit of ourselves. Sure. Absolutely. You know. We won't I, dive too much shoot, into I'll, it. I'll admit to it. When I was younger, you know, back in, you know, when it was single digits uh, for how long, how, how many decades I've been. Never mind. I was teasing. <laughs> but no, for for back when it was uh, just starting off, it was so easy to conflate the player for the character. And that's never, ever good. <laughs> never good. Yeah. Self-insert characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Tab is different than me in a lot of ways. Sure. But. And there's always a part of yourself. That's how you make them relatable. Absolutely. All right. Next. 17. 17 is under the category growing up. We visited this a minute ago. But here we are again. How much schooling have you had? Quite a bit. Tam is the young one of the younger children of two younger children of noble families. But she was still... Raised amongst her peers, amongst, you know, she has acquaintances with people that are way higher up in the social standings than she will ever be. Because as children, they went to similar schools. There was some uh, expectations of you're rich, you should know reading, writing, arithmetic. You should know some of the uh, noble arts. Sure. That's just how she ended up learning the harp. Mm Mm-hmm. So you had those expectations on you from birth, it sounds like, Tam. Yeah, you know, and they weren't like, you know, onerous, but it was just one of those things where her family didn't need her to work on the farm. Right. So she had the time to be sent to school. Sure, sure, that makes perfect sense. Maybe this is another question, uh, but she does have siblings? Several. Right, and I remember at least two sisters? She has four sisters and one brother. Ah, and Tam is not the oldest. No, she is. Actually, I think she has five sisters and one brother, and she is the sixth child. She has one younger sibling. Hmm. Interesting. The boy fits in there somewhere, right? Yeah, he is. He's not the oldest. No, he's third or fourth. Nice. All right. Next. Hmm. We are way back in the first section, the basics. Well, that one's kind of silly. Uh, but I'll ask it anyway. Before you got crash-landed on the island, where do you live and with whom? And describe the place and person and people. Now, she hasn't had a permanent residence in a while. Oh. She used to live in Opara, first with her parents, then with her now ex-husband, Ober, and then back with her parents for a few months, and then she joined the Pathfinder Society and has been somewhat transient since then, ah. staying at various lodges. You vagabond. Yeah. 
Uh, well, she's had money, so not truly a vagabond. No, I'm just messing with you. But uh, <laughs> she was staying at an inn in Medio Galta, on Medio Galta, to study poisons ah. before uh, this whole thing happened. Iocane powder. Not, no, uh, mostly spider vine. Oh. <laughs> which is why every time you ask for a fort save, Pete and I go, is it, is it poison, poison related? <laughs> yeah, I do the opposite. I forget about that until... It comes out, oh, well, then that would have been, oh, shit, too late. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got. Uh, 49. We haven't done that in yet, right? I don't remember. Okay. You're not writing this down? No. <laughs> okay. I showed up with my brain meats That's <laughs> and the laptop. How honest are you about your thoughts and feelings? For example... Do you hide your true self from others, and in what way? If it pertains to, in any way, her being vulnerable, she is not honest at all. Ah. If it does not have to pertain with her feeling vulnerable, she is completely honest and to the point of rudeness. Brutally honest. Yes. Interesting. But if she feels like it will leave her emotionally vulnerable, she will bury it deep and not let anybody else know. Mm. So, not necessarily an introvert, but doesn't really want to let everybody in. No, she's been damaged before. Right. She's been scarred, and she doesn't really want to experience that again, especially not so soon. There, there's that wall a bit, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big wall. Yeah, yeah. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Next. 61. And that one says, have you started your own family? <laughs> if so, describe and blah, blah, blah. I don't think we need to go into that. We kind of already did. Yep, she's Next. barren. Was that common knowledge yet? Yeah, it was mentioned. Okay. When um, uh, Ronan was talking about people being criminals and she hissed at him and said, ah, I'm a criminal. Right. Well, this one we kind of already know the answer to. This next one I rolled was 45. Are you able to kill? Under what circumstances do you find killing to be acceptable or unacceptable? When if it's a crab, goddammit, it's done. Well, when her life or the life of those she cares about are threatened, then yes, she can and will kill. No doubt about it. Is that the only extent of the circumstances that needs to be met? I think so, yeah. And she, you know, because she can be pretty loose with that. Okay. You know, it doesn't need to be a direct threat. But if somebody, you know, at the bar, you know, they're all at the bar and they're drinking and... This person's being really obnoxious and was like, I'm going to kill you. And like, she legitimately thinks this guy's going to like follow them and kill her. Mm -hmm. She might find him in his sleep and shank him in the throat. Where was that jugular? <gasps> there it is. You know. Oh, look, I got them both. <laughs> Yay. That's what we call a twofer. <laughs> I think that one's sufficiently answered. What do you think? Yep. All right. Next. 53. Oh, here we go with relationships again. Relationships with others. In general, how do you treat others? Politely, rudely, by keeping them at a distance, etc., etc. Does your treatment of them change depending on how well you know them? And if so, how? Yeah, everybody stays at arm's length at first. <laughs> and then if they're nice, she might bend the elbows. <laughs> Let them in a little closer. But nobody really gets too close. Nobody. Nope. Unless your name's Meta. Not even Meta's that close. <laughs> really? No, no. Really? I mean, her own husband betrayed her. She's not going to... Uh, 
that's deep. Yeah. yeah, she's not going to let Meta in that close after only a few weeks. Right, right. Well, you guys, you and Meta have known each other for a while, though, prior to this, right? A few weeks. Just a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We met on Medio Galto. Ah. Okay. So, so yeah. Uh, she's all about the poisons as well. Somewhat. She was studying them, too. I don't know why. Uh, but maybe. that is how they met, was in the in the shop. Maybe we'll find out if we do this with Pete someday. Yeah. yeah. He just has to find the time for it. <laughs> Good luck with that. All right. Next. Oh. Oh, sloppy dice. 17. No, Are we you d- sure? We or? did that one. Uh, see. Wait, let's flip it around. 71. I was say we could just be on it and be on the edge of 17. <laughs> yeah, right. What is your most treasured possession? Trailblazer. It's the sword the Uncle sword. Carson gave her. The sword. Yeah. As much as, you know, she's not using it right now, uh-huh. I, I as a player have every intention of being able to get that enchanted to be the main sword that she uses. Is that masterwork? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not? No. Okay. But I was hoping we would uh, be able to fudge that later <laughs> on and, where I subtract the gold value from it. Uh, you know, we could probably work something out. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, you know, it would just be all thematic, obviously. Obviously, but uh, but there's a great deal of sentimental value attached to Trailblazer. Yeah, Uncle Carson carried it in a lot of his adventures, and now it's hers. And the bag of holding is almost as close because that was also Uncle Carson's. Mm-hmm. But Trailblazer was a thing that he named. It was his sword. The bag of holding was like you know a backpack, a utility item. Right, right. It was his. He used it a lot, but. Wasn't really an extension of himself. Yeah. The one uh, trailblazer was a short sword? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. And you guys found in the treasure short sword plus one, right? Yes, with frost. With frost and no light. I remember that. Okay. I know it seems like just yesterday to a listener, but uh, for me, it's been a while. (laughs) I I like the frost enchantment because it gets to add to the point where... uh, I'm just adding more and more D6 because that's how how she ends up doing a lot of damage. It's not that I have good bonuses or anything. Right. I just roll a lot of D6. And another D6 and another yeah. D6. One D6 for the sword, one D6 for the frost, <laughs> two D6 for the sneak attack. Next level will be three D6 for the sneak attack. <laughs> Taking over the world a D6 at a time. All right. Oh, good. I'm in the same section. Well, this might be a crazy question. Um, likes and dislikes. What? Is Tam's favorite food candy? It is Sugar, candy, sugary candy. All right, that that is a thing that I I came up with with her. She likes like you know like rock candy. Uh-huh. That is, she likes candy in general, but you know that really sugary, the hard candy. Yeah, yes, that is, that is her her main thing. A caramel. Here, have a Werther's <laughs> or peppermints. Yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah. You know, I think if she lived nowadays, um, she would basically always be eating Skittles. Oh, Skittles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Taste the rainbow. She'd probably have diabetes. Those are kind of fun because they can be a hard candy for a while, and then they can be chewy. And and they come in a lot of different flavor options. Absolutely. Favorite food? Candy. Real grown up. Uh, here we go. Uh, 25. As a child, were you popular who were your friends, and what were they like? Not popular at all. She was far too outside the mold of what was expected of her. She did have one friend. Uh, this will be kind of revealed more in the um, uh, the journal entries. Mm-hmm. Her name was Annabelle. Called her Annie. 
and she was incredibly waifish. She was also a bit of an outcast because there was a local highly respected lord who had no heirs, very old, Mm -hmm. adopted Annie and her sister to be his heirs when he eventually passed from a minor branch of the family. They're like great nieces of his, and he said, okay, these two are going to be my heirs. Hmm. So raising them in his house. So Annie did not have the upbringing that Tam did. Uh, they met when they were probably about 11 or 12. Okay. And so the other kids made fun of Annie, too, because she was short for her age and incredibly thin and very pale-skinned and everything. Easy target because she's hanging out with Tam. Well, <laughs> that's why they started hanging out. Oh, I see. People were like... You know, she wasn't as educated as them. I can picture it now. You know, she had to learn how to read after she was, quote, adopted mm-hmm. and things like that. And so two outcasts gravitated together. Mm-hmm. That's how they ended up as friends. But when puberty hit and Tam got tall and broad-shouldered and everything like that, Annie blossomed. Uh-huh. And since her uh, foster father was a... Uh, very wealthy and politically connected person. Mm-hmm. She became very sought after because she became very womanly. Hey, look, the nerd's got money. That kind of deal, right? More like... Um, oh, wait, she's not a nerd anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so other things happened then that you know will be revealed in the journal entries. <sighs> More to come. Yes. Gotcha. Next question? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she was also good friends with her brother because they shared similar interests, but they uh. were also fairly apart in age, and a lot of his friends wouldn't let her hang around a lot, so they could So she she is his junior? He's older? Yes. Okay. He is older. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, you know, whereas she went off to clubs to learn how to play the harp, mm-hmm. he got into clubs that let him learn wrestling and sword fighting and stuff. And ah, yeah. So they just weren't able to hang out as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as she might have liked to. Yeah, mostly because she also wanted to learn how to wrestle and sword fight. Exactly. And he was like, yeah, you should come along. But then the clubs were like, no. No. <laughs> she go over there and learn women things. Go learn how to sew. Alrighty. Boy, the D-100 is so fun because every time I look at him, I go, wait, which one comes first? <laughs> Just messing with you. We don't use them that much 20 anymore. years of gaming, folks. I know, I know. So, uh, here we got a 59. Let's see if we did that one already yet. Oh, this ought to be good. And this ought to be multifaceted. I'm just guessing. What does Tam look for in a potential lover? I don't think she has a criteria. As boring as that response may be, like, she is not really interested in taking one. Mm -hmm. Because she's only ever had one. Ober, mm-hmm. and that really burned for her, burned a pretty big bridge. Uh-huh. So I don't think she has an interest in taking a lover. She, I, I would say that she will eventually probably bring her walls down as long as more insipid betrayals don't happen and find love, but I don't think that it'll be based on physical appearance. Okay. So really only the one lover? Yeah. I mean, she's still really young. She's like 21 years old. Right, right. Gotcha. So. And, yeah, time heals all wounds. We know that. Yeah. But we also apparently know that she doesn't have a type. But if she did, it wouldn't be based on physical appearance. Not anymore. No. 
Also, I mean, there's also the fact that she was so unpopular mm-hmm. that I hate, I know this sounds really weird to say it this way, but she would have had to basically take whoever would take her. Uh-huh. You know, she couldn't have attracted the star quarterback of the football team. She was not first ring. No. No. I don't think she'd really care too much. I mean, there there is the obvious thing. Like, if you were unhealthily obese or something like that, she'd have an issue with that because it's like, well, you have let yourself reach this point, mm-hmm. and she would lose respect for that person. Kind of like, you know, how Eris was non-functioning without alcohol. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is so morbidly obese, especially in this type of society, who was at an unhealthy level, she'd be like, well, you had to do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. So... So there, there are things like that. Yeah, but you know, she's sense. not looking for tall versus short, or blonde versus brunette, or anything like that. Or male versus female, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I personally haven't really decided. I don't. I think she's more just looking for an emotional connection. Sure. You know, and it's not like she has to worry about like, oh, I've gotten into a lesbian relationship now. I can't have kids because she got time. She can't have kids anyway. <laughs> right, right. Interesting. It'd be it'd be interesting if some magic came along eventually and hey, surprise, you now can. Yeah. I know that that spell exists. Uh-huh. You know, there's a couple of them that would work. Uh-huh. But eh. you know, it's just something she, you know, has accepted into her life at this point. All right. That's pretty young to accept that, but yeah. Well, you know, I mean Girls move faster. <laughs> It's been about two years since it happened to her. Mm. Younger people tend to be a little more adaptable. Indeed, indeed. All right. If we're going to keep going, here goes. Yep. Keep them in the box. 77. How do you spend a typical Saturday night before the island? (laughs) So I have been thinking, like, what she would do as soon as she gets to Elidir. To the Pathfinder Lodge in the capital. That's why she got on the boat to begin with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just heading down there to report to that lodge. Uh, and I think given the freedom to pretty much do whatever she wants, it would be a hot bath, a small bottle of wine, a dish full of candy, and a book. Just partying and up. Yeah. All yeah. by yourself. Self-indulgence. <laughs> you know, like I said, at this point, she's reached the... Reached a point where she's not as worried about her peers or what others think. She's just more worried about what makes her happy and comfortable. Good for her, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. She's not a she's not a uh, nightclubber, uh, a raver. No. None of that kind of mess. No, I mean she. I imagine a lot of her peers growing up probably are. You know, go out to parties sure. and balls and stuff like that. But every time she went to a, a debutante ball. People just laughed at her and made fun of her. Yeah. Look at the tree in the dress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they could do better than that. Oh, I'm sure they could, but I couldn't in the five seconds that I decided to make up an insult. So Good enough. So, uh, yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And, and man, I think think I'm getting a better handle on this Tamar or West Crown at this point. 95. We didn't that one yet? I don't think so. Have we did that one yet? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. If you could choose, how would you want to die? Me as a GM? No. Uh, that's 95. No. Are you looking at? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's really morbid. I know how I personally would want to die. 
but we're not talking about Jason. No. We're talking about Tamara. I would say in a way that is appropriately epic and heroic. I think she grew up on stories of people who did the heroic sacrifice and saved a, a town or, you know, by giving their own life, they, you know, stopped the Lich King Tarbafon and stuff like that. That Ooh. I think she would want... Grand aspirations there, huh? Well, it doesn't necessarily need to be stopping, you know, the ancient Lich King, but, you know, in some way that she is sacrificing herself for something or someone. Worthwhile? Wor- yeah, worthwhile to her, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then people hear about it. Ah. If she had the choice. Sure. Especially if it ended up in the Chronicles. Like, that's, that's, that's what I was just going to say. It sounds like her biggest aspiration right now is to wind up in the Chronicles. Very much so, yes. Nice. If she can do that, then that is that is a goal achieved. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say, due to your association, association <laughs> with your party members, you'll at least be a footnote right now. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm actually expecting it to happen just because of the veggie pygmies. Like, I imagine that yeah, yeah. that particular part of the story would be of interest because they are a unique society <laughs> with... Um, listeners, there's another joke here about pygmies and Yaya from a long, <laughs> long time ago that we won't get into, but... Oh, we can if you want. <laughs> really, because that's a longer story of Kurt trying to DM and us just saying fuck you to every single plan he tried to put in front of us. I will never forget the time where he spent... Two entire sessions setting up. Do we join, stay with our guild, become were-rats, and fight the Silver Flame? Or do we join the Silver Flame to turn against our guild <laughs> and kill all the were-rats that are invading the city? And we just said, we're leaving town. See ya. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're getting the hell out of Dodge. He just closed his notebook and said, okay, we're done tonight. Come back in two weeks. That, my friends, my fellow listeners... It's what we do as a group. We fuck with the GM. <laughs> Especially in the time before Adventure Paths, where it's just like, no, nope, fuck, fuck your plans. We're leaving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what the hell were we even talking about? Oh, I don't know. You read that last question. Pygmies. Oh, no. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to die in a certain way. Yeah, no. I was talking about how <laughs> the pygmies are a, like, they're a unique group. That had like a, like the demon seed thing is a very unique circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, with the fungus and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the sort of thing that would end up in the chronicles because it's like, hey, look at this really unique thing that happened, and then other pathfinders can read it, and learn from it, and go, okay, hey, giant, you know, like uh, this whole terrain is covered in a gray dust. Yeah. I read about this. I know what it is. Bing. Knowledge chronicles. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Making it in the Chronicles is a big deal. I have no doubt about that. Um, again, I'll go out on a limb and say, due to your exploits so far, you'll already be at least a footnote. <laughs> She's got much higher aspirations. A footnote is not going to satisfy her. <laughs> That's like getting salad before a meal when you're really hungry. It'll tide her over for a bit. but No dessert before meal? What? Uh, yeah, 86. Do we do that? Probably not. Oh, no, we have not. What is Tam's greatest weakness? Being deserted. Mm. Tell me more. 
Like, if this group abandoned her, it would probably break her emotionally. And that is probably her greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. For all that she doesn't want to, she is very reliant on these people. And mm-hmm. if they abandoned her, it would leave her a wreck. Uh, probably unable to continue. Even even having the desire to continue. Hmm. That's it. I hang it all up. Move in with Bezcock. No, she'd probably lay down <laughs> in a fetal position and die. I'm just messing. But yeah, I like my answer. It was more funnier. It was. Uh, <laughs> but that would result in her surviving and probably going either Maybe. going cra- Well, she'd either go crazy and be as bizarre as Pescock. Probably. Or kill Pescock. Possibly. <laughs> and then take over her his companionship with Wilson because Wilson can't ever run away. Right. And Wilson is also barren. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got you. I did not expect that one. I hate it when you move the dice box and the the die moves. I'm just getting old. I need glasses. Uh, 19. Should be basics, I think. Uh, Nope. Growing up. Where did you learn most of your skills and other abilities? I'm going to answer that one. Rolling Thunder is school. (sighs) Combat ability, yeah. Yep. But, and I'm not suggesting we go into each individual skill. But, you know... That's where she kind of learned everything, though. It wasn't just... Really? Yeah, because if you think about, like, climbing and stuff like that. She did a lot of tree climbing as a kid, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they would have taught that sort of, you know, sort of thing. Kind of like going through basic training in the military where there's obstacle courses and things like that. So she'd learn to dodge and roll around, climb trees, Uh um, go over balance beams, stuff like that. Sure. So. Uh, I was, I was, guess, uh, you know, I was thinking class skills is is more where my brain went. Yeah, but so. that would also be sneaking up on an enemy encampment. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd okay. be field training for stuff like that. About the only thing I don't think they would have taught is the disabled device. Mm. Um, but that she, I don't really have an answer for that one. Probably self-taught. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe Uncle Carson. Probably actually Uncle Carson showed her a few things because most of that stuff is disabling traps for her more than it is for disabling locks. Mm-hmm. That makes a certain amount of sense because Uncle Carson was also rogue class, was he not? I didn't really have a have a specific class for him, but mm. he probably at least had a few levels in it. I would think. Yeah. Maybe there's some archetype I don't know about that really kind of defines Explorer and... Maybe you know about I I don't know, but you would think there'd be a couple levels of Rogue in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, um, there's a prestige class called Pathfinder Delver. Delver. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of where he was at, but it's kind of a mix of Rogue and Bard. So. Hmm. Bard? Yeah, it's got like a Bardic knowledge. Ah. You know, some of that jack-of-all-trades stuff, okay. the skill stuff from Bards more than like Less performance. the performance yeah. side of things, more the knowledge. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. That's why I was like, bored? What are you talking about? Hey, uh, those are very common combinations. Yeah, no, no. That makes sense. It may, definitely, definitely makes sense. Uh, next one. I jumped into Pescock here again. I'm sorry. That's right. You're just getting in the mood. I'm getting more tipsy is what I'm doing. <laughs> Don't lie to the listeners. Is uh, that the pecan beer that you're drinking? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of, Listeners like to hear what the uh, the cast is uh, drinking. This is a 4204 Main Street uh, pecan brown ale. And uh, 
I got to say, I am a huge fan of brown ales, which not a whole lot of breweries make, but uh, they're very, very good when you find them. This would be the exception. It's not the greatest. <laughs> well, you know me. I, I don't drink. Today I've got a nice big bottle, 24-ounce bottle of water. That's the H2O yeah. variety, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've been around you guys for a while. There's several microbreweries nearby. Indeed. I don't think I've ever heard of a beer of any kind that has had nuts. In it. <laughs> <laughs> My beer's got nuts. Uh, no, yeah, pecan is uh, becoming more and more frequent as I go in different types of alcohol. There is a, not to get off on a tangent because I will, there's a particular uh, whiskey that is made by a company called Old Camp, and it's a pecan peach whiskey, which mm. on, on, its, on the face of it, I wouldn't think I would like, but you put those two flavors together and it's really good. Anyway. Take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew you would. Uh, 67. Or did I already say that? Doesn't matter. Do you tend to take a leadership role in social situations? Okay, so I'm going to say this. My <laughs> very close friend, Drew, uh, who used to game with us, now lives in Florida. Hi, Drew. Hi, Drew. Butt face. Happy. Oh, congratulations on the latest baby. Yeah, Adriano Hunter. Good job. He started listening to the podcast, and you know what one of the first things he said to me was? No. You always have to play the leader, don't you? <laughs> because I personally... I am the person in real life who hates when I ask for an opinion and all I get is a round of, I don't know, I don't care, whatever you guys want. I'm like, no, no, fuck that. Give me a goddamn opinion on something. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just going to go with what I want, and if you don't like it, tough shit, because you didn't give your opinion. You had your say, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, most of my characters will end up taking a leadership position because Uh I personally am impatient. Also, I am... As, I think I heard that about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you guys probably have also picked up on, I'm very opinionated, and I usually have some level of idea, and I want my idea out there. Even if the group says, no, no, we're going to go with this other idea, uh-huh. that's fine. I do still want it out there to be heard. Right. And this comes off as pushy a lot. Everybody wants to be heard, though. Yeah, well, my big thing is... Okay, I feel like it comes off as pushy because whenever somebody has an idea, I'm also like, I have this other idea. Uh huh. And I think people are worried that I'll be offended if we don't go with it, but I'm not. Like, I just like, okay, here's this other thing. Uh huh. And I just, I want it out there, you uh-huh. know? We have options. Yes. What's there are other ways of looking at it. What do you guys think is the best one? That's really the question. Yes. Uh, and. You know, I just always seem to end up with people who don't have strong opinions. So because I have strong opinions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's the whole, like, oh, we don't want to offend people. It's like, great, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a fucking opinion. <laughs> now I'm getting off on my own tangent on other things. So Yeah, what about Tam? <laughs> Art imitates life. Right. So in a social situation, would you say that she is uh, not necessarily a leader, or she is? In a social situation... Uh That's what the question was. She would push somebody else. She would kind of... I think she would be the leader in that she would be like, Hey, Meta, talk about these things. Go. The puppet master. Yeah. (laughs) More as like the coach. 
you okay. know, All or right. like the uh, the director of a play, you know, she's like, hey, make sure you mention these things and, you know, kind of push somebody else forward because she is also aware that she is not good at talking to people. She is aware that she is not good at talking Whoa, to people. what was that? Lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with I paused to edit that shit. <laughs> okay, now I'm just going to leave it all in. Uh, talking to people well and have them do mm. what she wants because she is abrupt, blunt, however you want to put it. Brawny and <laughs> opinionated and all the things we said before. Yes. So, <laughs> there. Long-winded, as most of my answers are, <laughs> but... No, that's uh, that's yeah. not a bad thing. We do have time for one more, don't we? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then after that, we'll get into your questions. Oh, okay, cool. I'll do my best. 24. As a kid, what kinds of personality traits did Tam display? Uh, all the same. All the same? Yeah, than as what she is now. She was, I think, a little more hopeful. But a mini version, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. All right, so not a whole lot of change because she's still kind of a kid. <laughs> yeah. 21? Is yeah, that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Around there. I don't have her. Actually, hold on. Character a sheet handy. It's not that important, but hey, you know. Sorry, she's only 20. She's 20. So she's still a kid. Yeah, sorry. Yep. In my eyes, anyway. Yeah, well, uh, you're you old. Know. So, uh, Jason, I got I to gotta say, I didn't think I was going to be questioned today. Oh, yeah. Not prepared for this, but I'll oh. do my best, sir. We'll see how how we go. So, what movie or other media would you suggest that sets a good tone for book one of Serpent's Skull? Hmm. Well, I would, you know, you, you got to go with the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, number one, to get that flavor. You know, you're on an island, it's tropical, it's just to give you an idea on the settings, you know. As to the voyage prior to that, any nautical movie, which we've talked about somewhat in depth on different nautical movies in the podcast before, episode one or two, you know, we've had epic voyages mentioned before, and we went into all the different varieties of that. But really to set the mood for for our adventure path, well, you know, so far I can only speak to book one. And, you know, the... I, I do got to say, at, at one point, when uh, you all were fighting the uh, Veggie Pygmies, in my brain came the scene from The Mummy 2. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the little um, mummified um, monkey things. Yeah. The mummified monkeys, you know, they were under the undergrowth. They couldn't even see them. And all of a sudden, this guy disappears, and then this guy disappears, and this guy disappears, and oh, my God. That's kind of what I had in my brain, but, uh, you know, it didn't really play out that way. <laughs> Just like the original Pygmies. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's take that, just that minute, unless we did that in podcast. I don't think we did. But the the reason that uh, any Pygmies says, yeah, yeah, uh, is canon in our group is because uh, Kurt's wife used to run a daycare out of the house. And there was one kid, I think his name was Junior. I think I know exactly who this kid was. Anyway, he couldn't say Belinda, which is Kurt's wife's name. And all that came out of his mouth was, yeah, yeah. And so now, you know, in Kurt's brain at that point, any pygmy that said Belinda was really saying, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of translated any pygmy that's going to do a battle cry. It's yeah, yeah, you know, 
it's kind of one of those weird mutation things, but I just I decided to carry it over into, you know, Serpent Skull for fun for those players that were in on the joke, you know. Yeah, it's just like all gnolls speak the same way. Durka durka. Durka durka. Durka durka. Durka. You just play together for so long, you <laughs> can't avoid the inside stories and jokes. Totally true. And other groups have their same kind of deals. Absolutely. And it's fun if you learn about them, you know, and they're funny. Question two. What do you got? Some of our listeners may know, but you have played for a very long time. You could say that, yeah. But you're relatively new to running a game. Indeed. I'm, I'm not big on taking the reins of the whole campaign and or just module, but I've, you know, done a little bit here and there. So what made you decide to run for the podcast? <laughs> that is the question. The, okay. Now, who's asking this question? I want to know. I am. Oh, okay. Well, you were there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. And I'll tell you how I recollect it. Okay. Okay. It was you, me, Kurt talking. Uh-huh. And we were and I think Pete was there too. Maybe Neil, I don't know. And we were talking about getting the podcast together because listeners, we originally were going to record our like our normal Saturday night group. Right. But some of the players didn't want that to happen. They didn't want to be known. Yeah, well, they didn't want the things they talked about to be released, so we just kind of decided we still really want to do the podcast. So those of us who were okay with it, we found a few other players, namely Will, mm-hmm. and we tried to figure out, okay. Hey, Will. Well, yeah, who's going to DM it? And I said, I, I do not have time to do this. Right, you're GMing so many other games at the moment. Yeah, and I don't know why I then stupidly said, okay, I'll edit it. Like, that takes less time somehow. <laughs> That because, was kind of silly, dude. Yeah, well, I didn't know. I, you didn't okay. know what you were getting into? Yeah, no, no idea. I've never done any sort of editing before. <sighs> um, but now I would never give it up because I'm power hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kind of said, I'll do it. So well, what was the motivation of you going? Bottom line is, okay. I'll be the sacrificial one. All right. So at that time, I had run exactly one TFS scenario at a convention. Confirmation at Farmageddon, right? Confirmation at Farmageddon number five, six. I don't remember where it was. It was a couple years ago. Still haven't run any more scenarios at Farmageddon, even though I'm on the committee. Uh, just rather play. That's kind of my MO. Just, I want to play. But uh, I had run. Uh, as it turns out, I was arguing with Neil this uh, with Neil the other night on this. He said he was missing a uh, the sheet at the end. Chronicle. Chronicle sheet. Thank you. The chronicle sheet for Devil We Know that I ran for him. I'm like, no, I didn't ever ran that shit. What are you talking about? Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, here at this table. Yeah, it was here at this table. I thought it was another freaking uh, three-part module that I'd done. Four-part? Four-part. Devil We Know is the only four-part. Right. And I remembered when he was saying it, oh, shit. That's the one Jason ran for me, and I decided to return the favor. Oh, shit. Yeah, Neil's right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so he'll get his chronicle sheet. Don't worry about that, listener. But uh, anyway. (laughs) That was like a good year and a half ago. Dude, that was probably three years ago, you know? (laughs) Anyway, I I, kind of got my feet a little wet doing things here in our studio, and... I thought about it, and I said, well, Jason's running this game, this game, this game, and this game. P 
Pete's working his ass off and running this game. Not that Jason's not. But Oh, no, listeners, don't worry. I am not working my ass off. <laughs> I have a very cush job. <laughs> but uh, bottom line, the guys that were available to do it, that were interested in doing it, I was the one that had the most amount of time for prep at the time. <laughs> and maybe not necessarily knowledge of GMing, but I knew I could rely on all these other one, two, three, four, however many, everybody else GMs yeah. on a regular. Yeah, you've got a table full of GMs. Yeah. So I wasn't worried about getting the rules wrong because they would correct me. Especially me and Neil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not forget Mark. Let's not forget... Well, Kurt, eh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that on a comment of like no. rules knowledge. I'm just saying like Neil and I are the two that will speak up and say, uh, "Actually, excuse uh, sure, me, sir. The yeah. rules as written yeah. say." Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely true, definitely true. So I wasn't worried about that aspect of it. I was definitely not worried about sounding like a dumbass because I do that on the regular. So I think uh, that probably answers that one. Did you have a third? Yes. Oh shit. Why did you choose Serpent's Skull out of all the adventure paths? <sighs> okay. At the time, I personally was new to podcasts. I was new to the idea of podcasts. Even though I was listening to stuff that I had downloaded, I didn't even realize that it was a podcast. And it was not, it, it was not actual plays material. It was other informative material that I was listening to. I just didn't know that's what it was. I just, I had downloaded the shit and, oh, okay, that's cool. This is helpful or wasn't or whatever. Well, a little bit later, you know, I got introduced to, oh, the Glass Cannon, the Adventure Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some good, good boys. Right? Some actual plays. And I thought after listening to them for a little while and we were forming the idea of putting together our own, I thought, we got what it takes to do this. It's not a problem. We can do this. All we need is the equipment. <laughs> Am I wrong, Jason? No, you're not wrong, because we definitely started with the wrong equipment. Uh, yeah. For those that j are just joining us, uh, join us at episode nine, unless you really yep. get hooked and you want to know the, the backstories, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Episode nine's where it really took a click. And, and I'm not saying we're done here and now. We're just broke. <laughs> did, did I answer that one? No, good? because the question is, why did you choose this particular Oh, shit. Path? I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. That's no, all right. It's all right. We I got think, time. I think I got too much blood in my alcohol system. The question was, is why Serpent Skull? Yes. So. Because there's like a good two, two so, dozen first edition po um, right. APs. Right. And so the question was, uh, the answer is kind of simple. I didn't know that there wasn't already a Serpent Skull. This intrigued me because it sounded Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, no, not Temple of Doom, but Raiders. Well, a little Temple of Doom, at least. Yeah, a little bit. Cannibals, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded Indiana Jones, and I have always enjoyed Indiana Jones, Spielberg, you know, Harrison Ford. Who doesn't love Harrison Ford? Come on. But anyway. Kylo Ren. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. He's a retard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just a bad character all the way around. Okay. Not a fan. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go off on that tangent. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, that's basically the answer is I, I didn't think anybody had done it already. As it turns out, there there is, I think, one other actual play that's put out as a podcast right now that's done it. I may be wrong. I'm sorry if I am. But I just didn't think it was 
wasn't done yet. I, well, I thought it was unexplored territory. And that's kind of the whole spirit of the whole whole uh, uh, adventure path. Gotcha. So you liked the idea of the adventure path and you didn't think anybody else was doing it? Pretty much. Yep. And despite the fact that everybody thought we were doing Skulls and Shackles, it kind of turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a fourth question? Nope. <gasps> Because, again, I wasn't really prepared. <laughs> You've avoided the uh, Bridge of Doom. Congratulations. Uh, Bridge of Doom. <laughs> Not to be confused with Brigadoon. No. Totally different. Yes. Two totally Very different. different things. Very different things. So can we wrap up now, then? Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Sure. Joe, um, about the time we probably are going to release this, we are going to be gearing up for our next Farmageddon convention as well. So, listeners, Ooh. you can find us at Farmageddon137.com. I know it's at the end of every episode, but still. Wait, wait. What year is this year? Is it eight? Is it nine? This is seven. I this think. is seven? Yes. This is... Farmageddon be, seven? I believe so. I believe this is seven. And okay. then uh, dates and times are on the website, but it's uh, at the end of April. We'll be having a mix of Pathfinder 1st Edition, 2nd Edition, Starfinder, and some 5th Edition. I think it's eight. I, I could be wrong. All right, you know, I think it's eight. Let's let's just. Well, I want to know. Want to know? Please tell me. <laughs> I want to know about Good job. these people like me. <laughs> Good. I'm not the only one with a radio in my head. No. People. I say that sometimes, and people just look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Well. And I go, "You don't have time for the whole list." The website is loading. Uh, Farmageddon. Well, the website says Farmageddon 6th. Uh, Brent, help us out. Update that stuff. It's got the 2020 dates. It's April 24th and 26th. Yeah. Come join us if you can. We are one of the few regional conventions. So 2020 is Farmageddon 7. It is 7. Yeah. How about that? Uh, that has a pay bar available when you are there. Yes. Which is one of my favorite things about it because oh. I want a beer when I play. Or something a little stronger. Sometimes. It, it is full bar service, and yeah. we also keep a full kitchen in stock, too. So yep. that is, admittedly, um, you know, obviously we keep very strict rules on level of intoxication. Of course. But we have quite a few people who like to sit back with a bit of a stiffer drink, and if you GM, free drink. Yeah, we give out uh, poker tokens, yep. uh, poker chips that uh, look like uh, token. It's got the Farmageddon emblem on They're really cool. Yep. I stole one last year just so I could have one, even though I didn't GM. Yeah, no, I Shh, don't I, tell. I stole one too, and I, I if you GM, if you sit at my tables, because m- one of my major contributions is I just GM all seven slots. I will give you my token because I don't drink. He's a teetotaler. What are you gonna do? It's nothing wrong with that. I don't. I think a teetotaler is somebody who gets drunk easily, right? No, they they don't imbibe mm. much at all, if any. Yeah, probably not at all. I think the term for me is abstinent. Uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, covers it right there. Yep. I am not of the sort. But anyway, thank you for joining us. We do hope you have enjoyed looking deeper into Tamara Westcrown's brain. And thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, if you like this, make sure you give shout-outs to us and we'll try to wrangle in everybody else to do their own. Yeah, maybe, you know, next time we could do meta. Maybe we get in that little frog's brain over there. You, you know which one I'm most interested well, in? Tell me. The quietest one at the table. Uh, Nath Vendikar. Yeah. 
I'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, about oh, his. I could tell you some snake stories. Wrangling. Well, not about the snake sna- snake wrangling, but I could tell you some stories. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> listeners. We love you. <laughs> and for us, it's almost Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate, Festivus, Merry Hanukkah, whatever. Christmas, indeed. Shield Bash is made in association with the Knights of the Octagon and Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at farmageddon137.com, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Music by Lee Rosevear. Serpent Skull and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.